Ready. Hey. Just in the middle of the field, 45, 50. Green grass in front of him, leaving Lions in his way. I am Jeff Joniak. Blitz is on. Down he goes. Brisker. What was it like playing for Coach Dicka? Uh, I don't want to answer any questions like that. 61 yards. Ooh. A Sunday stroll for Justin Fields. No way. Three, four, three. And Pekara is Pekara is Now. Bears Etc. Brought to you by Miller Lite with the voices of the Bears, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. About a half hour outside of downtown Indianapolis in the suburb of Carmel, Indiana at Westfield. A nice practice field for the Bears and Indianapolis Colts to get the week underway. I'm Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer wrapping up what was a very entertaining practice on a gorgeous night here in Indiana. Mild temperatures, sunny skies and a big crowd believed to be around 8,000 people. This is Bears Etc. And we're brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. Tastes like Miller time, Chicago. I happened to ride on the bus back time. I drove back uh, because uh, I needed to listen to some of the news conferences. But I was on the bus with the players. And I got to tell you, man, they were funny on the bus. They enjoyed it. I, I think it was the perfect time for them to have this kind of practice. And I think Cole Komet said it in the post-game uh, interviews, post-practice interviews, that it was just it felt like real football, and it was a great night, and the energy was very high. Yeah, you know, but it, it's all in the setup. It's a great facility. There's enough area space for both teams to get done what they need to get done. And then the practices were physical. They were fast. They were exciting. They got a lot of good work done. The crowd responded in every way, shape, or form they could. Uh, the weather conditions were perfect. The field conditions were perfect. So I will say... Of the 10 or 15 joint practices I've ever been to in my career, this was probably the most efficiently run, but there was physical that didn't didn't uh, uh, erupt into fights. It was a physical play here or there, and yeah, you'd hear a little bit of John going on, but it didn't uh, take away from the practice, and it was not distracting. You know, it's funny because uh, obviously a game starts with a special teams play with the opening kickoff, and so when they got to the special teams period, sure enough, this is when it starts. You hear the John, and you know, that that group kind of sets a tone. It's an agitated group. I don't care when they practice, but... Boy, they were loud on both sides, and uh, nobody was backing down. Just a little John for the fun of it. But didn't you get a kick out of that, though? But, you know, so I was was talking to Coach Hightower on the field, and I was talking to him about the training camp practices at Hallis Hall, how the special teams, they start the the practice. And he says, I feel responsible for getting the momentum of the practice pointed in the right direction. And I think it was a great point by him. Because, you know, special teams, a lot of times they get overlooked. But those are the guys that are looking to make the team they're looking to make an influence or an impression on their coach and i think that the way the special teams went about the business today um the guys that aren't on the special teams were able to join in on the excitement and i think that was a fun part of it and again it wasn't uh fisticuffs it was more physical now that could come (laughs) it could come tomorrow that's always a part of football you know listen it's like you lay the groundwork for something right (laughs) if somebody gets under your skin (laughs) 
right? Well, I mean, these guys are going to come back and they're going to watch the practice yeah, tape. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, if there's somebody that takes offense to something somebody did to him in today's practice, we'll probably see a reaction to it in tomorrow's practice. And if it happens, it happens. I'm okay with it. Because I think when Coach Eberflus came here and he talks about developing a callousness within your own team, this is the way you go about it. And he's got familiarity here because he was a coach here at one time. But it's all about the effort that the players are putting on the practice field so they can become better football players, which leads them to be a better team. Game day snacking calls for Good Foods Chunky Guacamole made with Haas avocados, tomatoes, onion, cilantro, and a squeeze of lime juice. It's the perfect snack to watch while the Bears win. Score some today at your local grocery store. Game day is Guac Day. Jeff and Tom on the Bears Etc. podcast coming to you from uh, outside of uh, Carmel, Indiana, and, and a great setup. The Bears have the whole hotel, so it feels like it's it's you know they have this thing Rams house out in L.A. They set up for training camp, and this feels like Bears house here. It's just all Bears. They got a separate area for the players to have a little time if they want to play some games, ping pong, whatever. Got the food down there, and you know Cole was talking about this and um, Kyler Gordon that it's allowed everybody to kind of hang out a little bit more, right. you know, because they're going out to dinner. You know, they're going out to have they have some time to do that if they so desire yesterday. Um, and but they're getting know, to know each other in a different way. So I've never been a part of a training camp that is this luxuriously run, but there's no distractions None. from just some businessman checking in right. to see what room he's going to get and walking down the hall. Or No, it's all business. It's all business all day. And I didn't know what to expect on my drive down here today, but um, I just I really enjoyed the practice, the atmosphere. We got to catch up with a lot of old friends from the Indianapolis yeah. Colts. But at the end of the day, they got something out of the practice, and I think that's exactly what they wanted to do. All right, what'd you see um, in terms of specifics? Well, you know, you, you sit there and you go and you watch one on one. So you get the Bears' offensive line against the Indianapolis Colts' defensive line, and they have a couple of good defensive linemen. And then you want to see how your guys hold up. So the guy that really hasn't disappointed me is Darnell Wright. No. Here's a guy that's a rookie, finally getting some uh, some a look at some outside guys for an extended period of time because he played longer today than he did in the preseason game. And he didn't disappoint me. Braxton Jones. You know, you hear about the unlikely a guy that started every single game and played every single yeah, play can he, last can year. Can he do it again? Is and he really the yeah, guy? Yeah, he he's is. He's improving. He, he is. looks better. He looks more fluid. And Cody Whitehair looked good. Um, so now it's about the rest of the development. Cole Komet. I like his attitude after he catches the football. Oh, because yeah. Because he is he, making... He runs angry. Right. And that's what it's saying. You're going to avoid me. I'm not going to avoid you. I'm going to lower my shoulder, and if you want to hit me, we're going to have contact. And so I you like that. You know who else does it? Roshan Johnson. Yes, he does. In the news conference. Now, I don't know how this is going to go over, honestly, but this is how he thinks. He goes, I use my body as a weapon. Of course. I mean... Right? Wait, I, I, mean, I mean, I love that quote from this young man from Texas. I use my body as a weapon. The guy, he invites contact and he delivers. He's not like absorbing. He's delivering. And right. that, there is the difference. Well, you know, you, as that one play that he ran and you, I, and Jason McKee were sitting off to the side. And, it's, you know, it's nice to have Jason's perspective because he's a running back. And he sees things a little differently. And then he has some terms that he uses that – you know, you kind of get introduced to, you kind of get used to hearing him saying, and you know, I like the, the fact that he's impressed 
with Roshan, and so am I. I've been impressed with him since no pad practices, and I wanted to see how it carried over to full padded practices. Um, I was super impressed with his run in the game the other day, how he ran through an attempted tackle by a linebacker, and then in today's game, he made contact. It really didn't make him go in a completely different direction. He, he bounced off the defender and kept his feet going lively upfield. Yeah, taking some first-team snaps he did on uh, Monday up at Hallis Hall, and he, he is doing it again. I, I, I don't want to dismiss Khalil Herbert either. No, no. Because he had a, a couple nice runs in the 9-on-7 period. 9-on-7 period is the, the, the defense knows you're going to run the ball at him, and that's an offensive run period. In Khalil Herbert, he's got good vision. He's good. He has good outside instincts. He's got the ability to get low and stay with his power. So it's not the Roshan Johnson show, but he's part of a running back room that's really talented. Oh, Dante Foreman. I Don, mean, yeah, yeah he, he slithered through a nice hole, got small in the hole, ripped off a big chunk. Uh, obviously, they're touching off or thudding up, as they say. But, you know, but, I, I'm, you trusting, know I'm trusting that he's going to get yards after so, contact, which he did. Thud against your own team is a thud. It's yeah. kind of a noise at the end of the play that the defense isn't going to come up and rock you. Thud, when you have a practice against another team, it's more yeah. of a hit. Yeah, it, it, and so, I agree. But like, you're, not, you're not going down to the ground. No, yeah. but it's also it's impacts the way the running back shows his balance, shows his ability to bounce off tackle. So, again, I, I like what I saw. All right, let's talk about uh, B12. Uh, Valus Jones, Jr., number 12. He, he did take some punts, cleanly uh, received all of those, but where he made his mark on this day was his speed to stretch the field, and he caught two very nice passes, one for a touchdown, uh, assuming his feet were in. We were standing yeah, right there. We he was believe. in. You, you put your hands up. You were excited. You, yeah. you, you were right there. I was making down the call. Four. You were making the call. <laughs> Tom also, at one point, booed the officials. Yes. I want to hear about that, too. I mean, we had a great spot between two long fields, and so you really are, your head's on a swivel. You can't, there's so much going on, you can't absorb it all. Even one of the Bears scouts uh, was talking to me. He goes, man, I just, there's so much going on, you yeah. know, and, but tell us about Bayless on those because if, if you're going to be a field stretcher, you got that great speed, you got to finish through the catch. Again, and he did. just to backtrack a half a second, talking to Ryan Poles on the field, and he said, this is like going to a college practice to scout. You're trying to look at so many guys that your head is constantly spinning. And I've said the same thing. I said, I don't know where to anchor myself. <laughs> and, you know, so that's kind of the example of how much you're looking at. And when you talk about Valus today, I'm glad that, first of all, he was catching punts in an open-air stadium where there's a little flight to the football. I think it makes him concentrate a little harder because the flyers of the opponent of the Indianapolis Colts were coming down at you hard and fast. And so it elevated the concentration, and I'm glad he rebounded it. I know there are still some people that are disappointed in what happened on Saturday's game, but the thing about Valus, it can't happen again. And then to rebound and make the big catches that he did, he's able to track the football in the process of having a defensive back right on your heels, but never lose, losing sight of the catch point and being able to turn his body in midair, make the catch, and get to the two feet inbounds. And the official even, he backed me up when I I knew it was a, a catch. And so I, I was happy to see it because, listen, man, I want to see Vela succeed. I don't ever wish for a player 
ever, ever, ever to fail. And so when you look at the skills and what Valus can contribute to this football team in a lot of different ways, from a punt returner, from a kick returner, from a wide receiver, from possible running back position, he's, you know, he's got a plate full, and I, and I want to see him do well. We're brought to you by PNC, official bank of the Bears. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer on the Bears Etc. podcast as we break down a Wednesday practice. Join us on Thursday night, 6 o'clock Chicago time. Uh, Tom and I have a show called Bears Weekly, and we will be talking with Khalil Herbert. He was kind enough to spend some time with me earlier uh, here in this week at Indianapolis and broke down how he's looking at his future with the Chicago Bears. All right, let's talk about some other things that may have popped in your mind. Why did you get mad at the official? Why were you blowing up? Oh, because they were going through a special team period. And one thing I really like about Coach Hightower is he's very, very serious about the physical element of special teams. And the Bears did a great job of protecting for the punter. And the one of the blockers had a perfect angle of attack. And he earholed the guy. <laughs> and he, he went down to the ground and he took offense to it. And then the official threw a flag. And I... I we don't get the explanation. So I don't know if he was thinking it was a bad a block in the back or a helmet-to-helmet contact. And so I boot him because he deserved it. And um, it was a great play. It was, a, You know what? The thing about it is, is, first of all, before the conclusion of the play, you watch the effort during the play. And that's what I was most impressed with, was the effort for the Bears personnel to get in the right spot to make the block. Because if you make that block in a game, the punt returner is going to have a long game or possibly a touchdown but that's the effort that you have to have attached to these plays because that's the effort you need in the game let's talk about qb1 uh, i don't know how much you saw i broke away from you after one-on-ones and, and kind of did my own thing for a bit and, and we just kind of moved where we moved so what'd you see from qb1 anything stick out you know the thing that it's hard to escape how well justin moves but the fact of the matter is, is you know, DJ Moore is still evident. He didn't have Chase Claypool. EQ St. Brown is out there. Nice catches by Cole Komet. To me, I think if you go to tomorrow's practice and then you see this practice the second time around, I think Justin will have a better practice. I don't think he had a bad practice. However, whether you, whatever you think about Justin, he's still in the learning stages of playing the quarterback in the NFL. And I do see growth and I do see improvement. But I think because of Justin is who he is and where he is in fantasy football and what they expect out of him, people always expect the, yeah. the super play, and I don't deny it. So do I. Well, it's, I, I hope they both play on Saturday night, uh, and I'm assuming they will. But Anthony Richardson, the fourth overall pick, the kid out of Florida, named a starter today by Shane Steichen. The head coach, the new head coach, the former Eagles assistant, uh, obviously worked with Jalen Hurts. He's worked with Justin Herbert, and now he's working with this unbelievable athlete, 250 pounds with very little body fat on him, and his arm, he just flicks it. The ball travels a great distance in a tight spiral, but you're talking about two tremendous and different dynamic athletes to share the field on Saturday night to start the first quarter of this game against the Colts and Bears at Lucas Oil Stadium. I hope I get to see it. I hope that's what happens. Me too. We'll, we'll find out from the will. coaches. But um, you just can't help take your eyes off either of them. No. I mean, every well, movement is just, they move like gazelles. They, it's almost effortless movements, you know, as, as, as the mobility of these guys and just how they throw deep balls. I mean, pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, there were some, you know, 
some some bad plays and some good plays for both teams. Well, again, having a chance to meet old friends, talking on the sideline with Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, and we are talking about Anthony Richardson at the Combine. And he says, you know, as soon as I saw him at the Combine, I knew I was going to draft him. And I didn't was never convinced to move up in the draft because I knew if I just sat in that position, I was going to be able to get him there. And then he just talks about the quality of character this young man is and the type of quarterback he can eventually develop into. And he goes, well, he's, you know, he really was something at the combine and I said Chris he's the most exciting player at the combine that I may have ever seen you know with all the, everything he did strength height jump throwing all the kind of stuff and so now that you named him a starter you're he's gonna have to develop and if you cannot play him in games when yeah. you got to see him develop before the first regular season game when you talk about only three preseason games and then a big gap in between the last preseason game and the first regular season game and the way you protect a quarterback is giving him as much knowledge as you can possibly feed him as quickly as possible especially their rookie year and um I do believe that he'll play this weekend. I'm just, yeah. that's only my own instincts. I was not told anything about that, but, and I hope he does, and I hope Justin plays. Uh, it's a gutsy pick because he got to be, he only had 13 starts in his college career. But again, you can't, it's, it's just, it's unique talent. And, you know, that you kind of have to invest in, and you, you got to, hey, there have been lesser quarterbacks you've rolled the dice on as uh, first round picks in the top five across the landscape of the National Football League. So, I would have picked I, I him. Bet. I would have picked yeah, him. 100%. If I was a GM, I would have no problem. You know, when yeah. you go back and you look at my draft and you think of guys like Todd Blackledge and yeah. uh, Ken, the kid that O'Brien. The, Ken O'Brien and stuff, that their question mark yeah. picks in the first round and their yeah. careers well, didn't But many pan of out. those 83s Tony, were not. <laughs> Tony Eason and stuff like that. But then you look at the traits that Anthony Richardson put on display in what we've already seen out of Justin you're probably looking at two of the most dynamic athletes at the quarterback position in the last 10 years. Yeah, and it just occurred to me, uh, Javon Dexter, a Florida Gator as well, peering over the line of scrimmage, looking at Anthony Richards, and he could probably tell us a few things about him as well. A couple of notes just because when you're on the field that close and you're seeing guys with pads or without pads, I got to tell you, seeing Kyler Gordon flying around and then talking to to the media afterwards, the confidence with which he is now speaking and how he views the game and how excited he is and how you know he got he got strong and he is i i i got to put him up there with another one of the guys that I'm really looking forward to seeing you know as much as he'd like to play outside and be a full-time player and then kick inside on nickel he admits that playing in that one spot is really that's it. It's, it's narrow casting, right. okay? And it's a hard job. Let's not forget. It is one of the most difficult positions because of the requirements of the position are multifold. But I'm expecting big things. And I was hoping Brisker would be back because he's another one. Again, sat next to me, and he's talking football. He was talking football Good. with Tremaine Edmonds on the bus. They were talking defense. They were talking this. He was engaged. It wasn't just a, a throwaway. He was engaged, running across the field with emotion when things were getting a little chippy. 
You know, he's he's not in pads. He was not practicing today. And in, I just love that. I in love the that. thousand bus rides I took as a football player from college to pros, I never sat and talked to the guy next to me about something that was completely frivolous. I talked about how I played good or how I played bad. How did you play? What do you think? You know, what do we have to do to improve? That's what the conversation is. But I think uh, Kyler Gordon is really fortunate to have a coach like John Hoke yeah. because John is an, he's an experienced defensive back throughout his career and he's got the demeanor that you would want to be coached by so the upside for Kyler Gordon he is still untapped potential but you need all those guys you know a defensive backfield is kind of like an offensive line you need all those guys in place to make sure the communication is positive and that everybody knows exactly what everybody's assignment are there's no mistakes in transition of coverage and, you know, Kyler Gordon, man, a couple of big hits in the first game this week. Defensive backs, tight ends, or wide receivers, tight ends, they're going to take note. United Airlines, uh, official airlines of the Chicago Bears, and score huge savings on an impressive lineup of items at Jewel Osco for you. This handy app features hot digital deals on everything from premium produce and savory snacks to butcher fresh meat and more. Get additional details at Jewel Osco. Com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, this is Bears, etc. Wrapping things up after our first review of the Bears and Colts practices leading to kickoff on Saturday. We'll have that game for you starting at 6 o'clock Chicago time, 7 o'clock Eastern time. A uh, fair amount of Bears fans made yep. the trek. I, I heard them. They were loud, but it was a, a heck of an environment. I think players got a kick out of it. They, they realized that there were, you know, there were 8,000 people in there in close proximity to the field. So you know, it felt, even though it wasn't a game, it felt a little bit like a game. Yeah. It, it, it was neat for me because I got a couple of uh, greetings from Bears fans standing along the sideline. And it's nice that, that either they travel here or they have an opportunity to come to this practice to experience the practice itself but get a chance to look at the Bears. Plus, Cole, Cole was saying, uh, Cole Komet's saying, a lot of Dom, Domer fans were there because they, oh, they, were, they were yelling his name out there. So Right. I mean, there are, you know, there are the Domer, the Notre Dame fans that are around because it's close to here. And, uh, you know, it, I, it was just a neat opportunity to be a part of this practice today. All right, a couple of quick hitters here. Uh, Robert Tunyon, nice catch on a nice design play in the end zone. Yep. I, I'm thinking we got a circle number 18, the, the man they call Bobby. Uh, they don't call him Robert, but they call him Bobby, Coach Eberflus and everybody else. But I think he's really excited. He knows the offense. He certainly knows Luke Getz's offense. And a nice compliment to Cole Komet and vice versa. Yeah, it's hard for me not to think of Mike Tomczak when I see 18 running out there. You know, and I it's it's hard. So, you know, when he first was out there in 18, he showed up and he had a really long hair. Yeah. And then he cut his hair really short and wearing the went businessman. Yeah. yeah. But he is a nice addition to the tight end room because it's a legitimate wide receiver. He does have blocking ability at all positions that are asked out of the tight end. So when you look and put another receiver out there that the quarterback can become familiar with. It only helps the offense overall. All right, Chase Claypool uh, walking around out there, uh, still not ready to return about a week ago. <laughs> but I, I will say this, though. You even just look at his legs. Yeah. The, the muscular structure of his legs is unlike a normal wide receiver. He is a, a, a ripped individual, and I'm just hoping, Tom, he gets healthy, gets back on the field, he brings the mo- emotion – even went out well, there. He did things it today. Got chippy. Yeah. He's not even in 
pads yeah. and they had that collision that I was talking about where the flag right. was thrown. He walked up to the front, was trying to jaw a little bit, <laughs> and the guy from the Indianapolis Colts took exception to him. Yeah. And, you know, I and, believe it was Tony Brown, the former Alabama. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody told me he's been that way his whole life. This Tony Brown is always getting into it. A little like that C.J. Gardner-Johnson yeah. up there in Detroit. Well, I'll have to deal with, but, ah, man, it just – that is a as a football player, man. You walking, talking football player right there. You're talking about Claypool. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I agree the same thing. But, you know, he's got the assets to be that football player. You know, when the the blocks that I've seen him make in training camp, how big of a player he is linebackers and DBs better keep their head on a swivel. If he's in motion, if it's a run play, and if you are on a blockable position, because he will earhole you, you will feel it in It'll show up in films. Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. Tastes like Miller time, Chicago. All right, uh, he keeps making plays. Okay, he keeps making plays. Number 47 yep. of the Chicago Bears. Mr. Baskerville from LSU. Um, interception to end a two-minute drive in the end zone. He's a 218-pound linebacker. He probably could play a little safety. I don't know what his time to – I don't have it memorized, but – I tell you, he's just around the ball. I don't know if he's going to make it, but he's around the ball constantly. It's kind of funny because you see a big safety, you know, 6'2", 210. Oh, this guy could probably play linebacker. No, he couldn't. <laughs> right. Then you see a linebacker that's 6'3", 218. Oh, he could probably play safety. No, he couldn't. Right. They are playing the position at this level or the position they are blessed to play. Baskerville put a really high vertical jump on display. A tip ball came down with the interception, made plays the other day in the game. And it's a competitive position, and they want the best possible athletes that they can put on the game day roster to come out there and be a part of the special teams and be a part of the defensive rotation. And every single time he goes and makes that play, he's opening the eyes and the minds of not only Ryan Poles and the scouts, but his position coach. And every team in the league, if he makes those plays in an exhibition game, preseason game, and it's on tape. United Airlines, official airlines of the Chicago Bears, our sponsor as well. Uh, Big Tom, uh, before we go, you talk about some of the faces and names of people that have crossed our paths. You, of course, uh, got a lot of people, but, you know, Rusty Jones, who was, uh, you know, very popular figure in the Bears uh, family. He expressed how much he loved his eight years in Chicago, some of the best years of his career. Certainly he was with the Buffalo Bills during their Super Bowl runs back in the day and uh, looks great. Uh, Just uh, celebrated his 70th birthday and looks fantastic, but uh, it's it's people like that in yep. in the league that you just love that you had the chance to develop those relationships. And I know you've got a well, hundred of them, as as do I now. But isn't it? It wasn't a great to see him. It was, but you know, so Ru- Rusty Jones's first cousins, who was my driver's ed teacher and my high school wrestling and football coach, Dale O'Connell. So they're first cousins. So I've known of Rusty back. Years and years and years ago when he was coaching for Buffalo. And then when he came to the Bears, we kindled a friendship that will never go away. His wife, Sharon, his son, Tyler, we are great friends. But he's just a guy that lives and breathes the physical element of football, the hydration, the diet, the training, the muscle control. So he's got a unique way, uh, a unique niche that he has in the football business. You would never mistake him as a former player because no. he's not. He's, you know, 160. 62 pounds, but his graciousness for what he yeah. was able to do with the Chicago Bears, 
um, he has, has such an appreciation for that it, it spills out of him every single time we yeah, see him. Yeah, we love talking to him, and we can't wait to see him uh, when we get back on the practice field. All right, got any final thoughts? Otherwise, we're going to wrap up and send this bad boy to bed. Uh, no, just looking forward to sleeping for the first time without <laughs> two dogs in my bed. And <laughs> I've been waking up at 1 o'clock in the morning the last three nights and yep. uh, not able to get back to sleep until 5 or 6 when it really, you know, it's kind of worthless at that point. So hopefully I can sleep. But, you know, you, you oh. fall asleep, you just can't stay asleep. I guess those are medical problems that nobody cares about. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, <laughs> yeah. that uh, insomnia is a big part yeah. of my life, oh, and I just hope it doesn't happen tonight. All right. Well, that's been our Bears Etc. podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we'll have more for you later in the week. Don't forget Thursday Night Bears Weekly. And a lot more coming up, all the great content put together by the Bears. Uh, They are out here in Indianapolis. They will have you all covered on all the different places. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, you got it. Nothing that Tom's on, but that's okay. Twitter, uh, but he's on this podcast. You never thought you were going to do that, that's for sure. But thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe now on the Chicago Bears official app, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.